an experiment, <laughs> go try lots of different things, especially try things that are outside of your comfort zone. Just don't mm-hmm. go pick like another C-based language or whatever. It's like, sure, yeah, different API or whatever. But, you know, go try something fundamentally different. You know, toy around with it. You're going to learn something that uh, will probably apply in some way back to what you do day to day. That was the voice of Jason Vasquez. Jason works as a CTO at Developer Town. This is the second part of our interview. Uh, if you missed out on the first part, make sure you go back and listen to it. But in this interview, we're going to be talking about, well, interviewing. Uh, the skills that Jason is looking for uh, from interviewees. We talk about a lot of other other things as well, but I'm not going to uh, ruin it for you. I hope you'll listen through uh, this episode. You're listening to Developer T. My name is Jonathan Cottrell, and my goal is to help driven developers connect to their career purpose and do better work so they can have a positive influence on the people around them. And that may sound big and lofty, but the reality is the work that you do has an impact. Whether you intentionally design that impact or not, what you do with your time, what you do with your energy, what you do with your career, it matters. It matters to the people that you have influence over. And if only that person is you, if that's the only person that you have immediate influence over, then that matters. So this show is dedicated to helping you become a better developer, become a more driven developer, to connect to that underlying reality of how much your work actually matters. Not in a vain sense, not in the sense that you're self-important or narcissistic, but rather that you take your time seriously, that you care about how you're spending your time, how you're spending your days, you intentionally engage the work that you do. And that's really the people who listen to this show. I want for you to be those people, the people who care about the work that you do. And if you don't care about the work that you do, then this show probably isn't going to be very good for you. You're not going to enjoy it very much. Uh, But if you do care about the work you do, then I welcome you to listen to the show, to subscribe, and to continue engaging this stuff, you know, each and every day. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get out of the way and get into this interview with Jason Vasquez. So I'd love to kind of back out one more time here and and look at the bigger picture with you uh, about your career. And, you know, we talked about dark moments. We talked about, you know, these these learning environments and and staying uh, uh, up to date uh, a little bit, but more importantly, kind of being able to switch between things and not getting too focused, hyper-focused on one tool. Uh, but I'd love to ask you, you know, what uh, two, two areas that I want to talk to you about. One is hiring, and the other one is going to be, you know, bright spots, moments where you feel like you had an epiphany, a moment of uh, clarity or inspiration. Uh, but first, let's talk about hiring. Let's say I'm a developer, and I want to work at uh, Developer Town. Uh, when I walk into my interview, what are some of the qualities? What are what is something that you're looking for that really, if I were to walk in and accomplish that thing, that you would be uh, uh, ecstatic to have heard it, and that that would kind of put me at the top of the pile? Sure. Well, there's one of the things I, um, you know, if I go back many years, uh, the way I would think about hiring was really more relational and social and kind of like kind of uh, basic interview techniques, just asking a lot of questions, hopefully hitting the right things. Um, we ran into some problems with that. And primarily one of the issues we hit was just people that could 
talk it, <laughs> but couldn't actually do the work we expected they could do. And that's, I know that's not unusual. So that really drove us towards, again, a not unusual technique where we, we do coding interviews, you know, we've, um, and to date uh, at Developer Town, we've done those in person where we've had people come in. So we really split up our interview process into two parts, one of which is much more social. Let's get to know each other, um, talk about some things that excite you and that sort of thing. And then we get onto some some pure technical things and see how you do. One of the things we're starting to worry about a little bit there as we um, think further about diversity and some other hiring factors is um, some bias that creeps in. So you can start to see some behaviors from people that we start to suspect may be really excellent, but uh, due to social pressures or other things that, that are unfortunate <laughs> in society, mm-hmm. um, don't perform as well, um, especially in that, that more technical portion where we hand them a marker and a really hard problem. And we uh, we do our best to make these really collaborative, like work through them together type things, but, yeah. but there's certainly a barrier. So we're starting to think a little bit about how we may address that, be that through, um, you know, maybe an online version of the same thing where it's not, yeah, that same social one-on-one type pressure mm-hmm. or not. But, um, so that, that's kind of one aspect to it was you, we do need to make sure that people can, can actually write some code. <laughs> that's, uh, that's an important factor. Um, but then the other side of it is I want to see people that seem to care about what they do. And, and it's, um, it seems readily you know, obvious to me, at least when I ask somebody, you know, what's, what's something that you're proud of that you've done? You'll see it. I mean, some people are like, well, you know, I worked on this big team and I did this thing. And there are other, other people, you just see them, they light up because it's almost like they were happy you asked them because um, yeah. they, <laughs> they got to talk about this little thing that you could tell really meant something to them and that they worked really hard on and, and got done. And, and those things really stand out for me because those are things that you know, I mentioned previously. They're, they're the things that look like the way I think about the things. You know, I just get kind of excited about stuff and I want to go after it and I want to solve it. So those are standout things for me. That's really good. And, you know, I, I just want to affirm something here. Uh, hiring is really hard. It's really hard. Um, it's it's probably almost harder than getting hired. I hate to say that because I know a lot of people are in a difficult spot right now trying yeah. to find jobs. But um, it's emotionally taxing. It's uh, in a lot of ways, quite honestly, physically taxing because it takes a lot more active uh, engagement than you know just doing your normal job. Uh, it's definitely mentally taxing and it, it can really lead you into a lot of uh, situations where you're kind of rolling the dice. You don't really know. I mean, you're spending, you know, an hour or at most, let's say a day with a person that you're trying to decide, is this person going to make this company better? Are we going to make this person's life better? Uh, is this going to fit? And, and you know, that, that has major implications for that person, most importantly, but it also has major implications for the company and that per- the, the people that that person is going to interact with on a daily basis, including the clients. You know, this is a huge, huge thing. And so, uh, you know, there are managers who are listening to this right now and you're struggling with hiring and you're wondering what the secret is. And the truth is there's not a secret to hiring. Um, it is a hard process because it's something that can't be optimized. Um, no matter how much we try, no matter how, you know, how good of a process we have, it is a extremely difficult thing because it's 
110% human. Uh, and so I, I do, you know, it's, it's difficult to balance. You know, how can I make sure that this person has the technical skills? How can I be certain that they're going to respond to pressure uh, in the right way? Uh, you know, and asking the right questions is not always going to uncover what you need. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for people who are good at hiring because it, it really isn't, is not easy at all. Yeah. I haven't met anybody who's really fantastic at it <laughs> <laughs> or the best ones know that yeah. there's, there's still a lot of holes. So, um, right. yeah, so, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a hard process. Um, but, uh, I think really, you know, if you can at least get a baseline understanding of what are they capable of doing, but more importantly, can they get excited about things? And, and, um, that I'd say the one uh, thing that disappoints me the most that I hear is when I say, well, can you show me some of your work, especially for somebody junior, you know, that sort of thing, show me some things that you've worked on. Um, and they say, well, I just really haven't, you know, I don't, I don't have, have any work experience yet, or I, I haven't had a job yet. I haven't had that opportunity. I'm like, Oh my gosh there's so much opportunity yeah, <laughs> there's, yeah. uh, and if you don't love it enough to have been, you know, playing around with it and putting something on GitHub or whatever, you know, it doesn't have yeah. to be great. I, I actually don't care that much if it's not that perfect. <laughs> right. Shows that you care enough to learn, yeah. you know, and go. So let me run an idea by you then, because it's something that I've told developers to try in the past. Uh, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to kind of get past that, that experience gap, um, you know, obviously the most important thing is to actually get work experience. If you can get that, then that, that speaks for years of, of, you know, uh, self, uh, just you saying you have experience, uh, if you have a project to show. Uh, but what I've, what I've told developers, especially, uh, this is kind of more specific to web developers, but other developers can, can apply the same concept too is to go and do a kind of like one of those, uh, like a 30-day challenge, essentially, where you build a single complete application uh, once a day, every, you know, every day for 30 days. And this is, you know, something that's extremely focused, um, a very small piece. You know, you're not building in a, a whole Rails application that, you know, manages a bunch of users and does all of the reporting and all that stuff. That's not what you're doing here. You're focusing on a small and very interesting problem, and then you're doing that a bunch of times. Uh, and I've said actually to do five projects over the course of 30 days, so that gives you you know six-ish days per project. So you can actually get something recently, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, somewhat uh, substantial for each of these projects, and you have a variety to show. So in 30 days, you go from having absolutely nothing to having uh, these, these five projects to show. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I say the other thing for us, we're a consulting company and, uh, you'd have to be really hard pressed to not find someone around you who might need a small website yeah. <laughs> uh, or anything. And you know what, you could probably charge them a little bit. And, uh-huh. uh, to me, you learn so much doing that, you know, one, interviewing somebody, you know, mm-hmm. them interviewing their clients, understand what it is they need, uh, putting together a little plan, delivering, yep. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. you know, building the code, getting it deployed, getting, you know, for a developer, especially some junior, you know, understanding like simple things like DNS and networks and mm-hmm. IPs and all of that stuff kind of yeah. prove a little baseline knowledge around that stuff, you know, so that's <laughs> the uh, first time you hear these terms isn't after you've been hired. Right, right. Exactly. 
We're going to take a quick break and talk about today's sponsor, and then we'll get back into the interview with Jason. Today's episode is sponsored by Fuse. Perhaps you are thinking about doing a side project, and more explicitly, you're thinking about doing a mobile application for your side project. Well, I encourage you to consider Fuse. Fuse is rebuilding the way we think about creating mobile applications. You can build native iOS and Android apps with less code and better collaboration. Fuse is an all-in-one solution that works both on Mac and on Windows that allows you to see the work as you're doing it. Up until now, mobile development environments haven't really changed very much in about 10 years, but Fuse is aiming to change that. If you've ever used something called Unity for game development, then Fuse is kind of like that for mobile application development. Fuse recently went from beta to their official 1.0 launch, and they also launched their Fuse Studio Premium Editor and Workspace. This comes along with their professional plan. Of course, this is a paid plan. It includes a Fuse built-in UI kit, and you can do things like add premium charting to your applications, uh, use uh, stickers on your live camera feed. There's tons of interesting things you can do with the Fuse Professional Plan. Now, most people don't even need this paid plan, but if you do choose to go with it, then Fuse is providing you 70% off if you use the code DT for developer T. This is going to get you 70% off. This is for the first 12 months, and the codes must be redeemed by December 31st of this year. So if you want to take advantage of that deal, then go ahead and head over to fusetools.com slash plans. That's fusetools.com slash plans. Don't forget that code DT. And remember, you can get started for free. You can try this product entirely free today. Head over to fusetools.com slash plans to get started. Thanks again to Fuse for sponsoring today's episode of Developer T. I think a lot of developers, they fear those coding interviews and they prepare for those. And I would say you're, you're better served if you go and actually solve problems with code uh, for a project than if you were to go through a bunch of uh, code prep for a whiteboard interview. Yeah, absolutely. And and to be honest, I mean, our our the harder end of our coding interview stuff is is very little to do with did you were you successful at it or not? You know, it's more about how do you think? Problem. How do you think through it? You know, because we want these to be conversational. Talk to <laughs> talk to me. Yeah. What's what's stumping you right now? And right. you know, we'll we'll work through it and go. Yeah. So because we want to treat it like we actually treat these kinds of hard problems in reality. So yeah, and and the, and the truth is, you know. You get stuck with that kind of problem in the real in a real life scenario, and you've got Google and a bunch of other people around you to help you. And, and so, yeah, yeah. when you go into these coding interviews, recognize that hey, you know what? Uh, this is more about communication than it is about uh, uh, solving the problem, right? Right. It's right, more exactly. about understanding how hey, the, these people are trying to understand if I'm going to be able to do this, if I would be successful at solving something together with them. And so if, if you clam up or if you're totally lost uh, in your head, that's not a good sign, right? That, that, that's not going to give me a good amount of confidence that this is going to go well. Right. But if you find yourself totally lost, take a step back. Say, like you might anyway. Yeah. Say, hey, I'm a little lost. Let me go over, you know, like step back and write an outline of what you know so far on the corner of the board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. And then write the question mark next to the one that's you're stumped on. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like and just seeing that kind of thought process is really powerful. So another thing that I've uh, mentioned to developers who, who ask about 
you know, whiteboarding interview questions and that kind of thing, is to provide more than one answer. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, almost every problem that you ever face uh, has contextual answers. There could be one way of doing it that serves a particular need, or there could be another way. And so for you to show that you have a grasp on the subject such that you can talk about the implications, not just the solution, but the implications of the solution, that's the kind of thinking that produces great work, uh, but more, perhaps just as important. And that's the kind of thinking that stays on budget, uh, that, that, stay, that helps you know, a, a, a project manager understand the differences between two possible pathways. And if I can hear that in your work or in your thinking, then I have a high degree of confidence that when I ask you to solve something really complex, that you're not going to get stuck in a black hole where you're not producing value, but you're going to actually find a good pathway to the right solution. Yeah. And then be able to justify your solution exactly as well, you know, versus alternatives. Um, right. and again, yeah. especially in the consulting world where, um, you know, 99% of the time we have fantastic relationships with our customers you know, we, we really enjoy that. But every once in a while you're going to get challenged on something, you know, like, yeah. wait, so why are we going down this path, you know, and not go, uh, cause I found it on stack overflow and copy and paste <laughs> it or whatever, you know, I was like, no, yeah. I evaluated these four options and you know, these, these other guys, yeah, they, they didn't line up so here's where we landed and yeah. even if it's not the right thing it's okay because you know what you've got these other three other back pocket um things we can go down right and get to as well so uh, yeah. i think that's really really important very important so uh i we've gone a little bit over our time i i really appreciate your time tonight jason and and thank you for talking with me about uh, the cool stuff that developer town is doing and about your experience as developer and and uh, where you've come from and I have a couple of questions that I'd love to ask you that I like to ask every guest who comes on the show. Okay. Uh, the first question is, if you and I were to go out and have a cup of tea and, and talk for the very first time, uh, what would you hope that I would ask you about? Um, I think I would hope that you asked me about my family. Um, I think that's an important thing <laughs> just for me personally <laughs> and then around our company as well. We, we really focus on that side of things, so... Uh, yeah, it is very important. It's, and yeah. it's something that everybody has a different perspective on, and, yeah. uh, how you take care of your family and, and your, you know, the, the, so again, a very tired phrase, but the work life balance and all of those discussions are so important. Uh, and they, and they shouldn't be left out of these kinds of talks about hiring, for example, that's, mm -hmm. that's a good, that's a good interview question. Uh, what is your, what are your views on, on your family? Right, right. Um, one of the things that was hard for me um, prior to Developer Town, I worked in a startup and I, we had um, just had a baby at the time. And uh, I was the slightly older guy <laughs> yeah. with, a lot of, with a lot of younger yeah. guys who were there, you know, uh -huh. 20 hours a day. Uh, and I work a lot of hours. And I, would, I would do them from home. But my, my visible FaceTime was limited and and. For a while, I felt really awkward when I walked out of the office at like five, um, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. but oh, that was yeah. important to me to get home Absolutely. Uh, and go. Now, you know, eventually you build enough cred and, you know, I think it, it works out, but, um, but that, that can be a little jarring right at first. And it's really difficult. Yeah, I just, we just recently had our first, uh, he's, he's going on four months now. Uh, so we're still in that Congratulations. super, thank you, uh, super early phase. And, um, 
you know it's it is it is tough to explain that and because even if you were to explain it with normal you know uh, this is why i'm going home and it, it's such an emotionally connected thing that to explain it to somebody who hasn't experienced it is is like trying to talk about a movie you know <laughs> to someone who hasn't seen it uh, at some point you're 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 talking about a fact rather than a feeling and mm-hmm. um that's a really hard thing to communicate and so you have to be able to to kind of separate that and it is you know it's it's easier when you have other people in the company who have similar experiences to you um but there are people that i really truly love working with and um if i didn't have a child at home uh uh we would go out and hang out outside of work all the time and now that i have a child at home where it's very few times that we're going to hang out outside of work and i don't feel bad about that i don't feel like i'm missing anything and that's right. okay you know it's yeah. totally okay yeah. yeah no it just helps to get to to have everybody know each other at that level right and then yeah. i kind of come to a common understanding and yeah. and go from there yeah the the respect and common uh common appreciation for each other's individual circumstances and uh yeah it's it's so important for the health of a company and um, you know, I've I've come to realize as a a leader that any person's internal monologue is really shaping their perspective of their work and the people around them. And so, when you have internal monologues like "Wow, I can't believe that guy's leaving at five, right? And if that's if that's something that you expect is happening in the company, that's a really toxic and potentially divisive thing to happen in a company those those emotions are going to divide uh you know even at a practical level you're not going to want to be in the same room with people that you don't like and right. you can build right. this resentment for each other and you know this is why for example you mentioned earlier and this is something that's going to resound with me from this interview the access you, you want to have uh, a, a a personality and a presence that is accessible to the people that you work with and that's so important. If you weren't accessible, people would have that internal monologue that seeds that little bit of dissent and, uh, you know, it's discord, really. Yeah. And to be clear, I don't think I always do a great job at that. <laughs> but I really try. <laughs> well, anybody who thinks they're doing a great job probably is not doing a great job. <laughs> that's probably fair. Yeah. Well, this has been great. So um, uh, one one more question that I'd love to ask, uh, Jason, and this is a tough one, but um, if you only had 30 seconds uh, to give advice to every developer of all backgrounds, what would you tell them? Uh, I think we touched on some of it, and that's that um, it's less about what you know right now, and it's more about your excitement about figuring out what's next. So that 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 uh, desire to stay up an extra 30 minutes to learn that next little corner of Erlang or <laughs> figure out yeah. that next circuit design or uh, whatever it may be. Those are the things that really, uh, I think, shape developers and, and make them really great uh, is that um, ability to get excited about those things and, and really grow their grow themselves. Excellent advice, Jason. Thank you so much for coming on to Developer T. Happy to do it. It's been a great time. And where can people find you if, if they want to follow you online, if they want to learn more about Developer Town, uh, and what you all do, or where where should they go? Um, well, please you know visit our website. Um, 
on Twitter, Jason P. Vasquez, although I can't say I'm too active of a publisher, at least I probably lurk, <laughs> lurk a bit more. Um, and feel free to, to reach out to me via email or, or any other channel. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Developer Tea. I have a pretty big announcement uh, to let you all know about. If you are preparing for an interview, especially if the interview is coming up in the next 10 days or so, I want you to go and download this free guide that I've created for you. Uh, and, and really, this is for anyone. It's not just about interviewing, but certainly is most applicable to those of you who are getting ready to go into an interview. It's totally free. It's over 100 pages worth of content. This is the best advice that I can distill for you as you head into this interview, as you go through this life transition, finding your purpose. All of this stuff is covered in this book. Head over to beyondbootcamp.io. You can get the interview week prep guide for free. Once again, beyondbootcamp.io. Thank you again to Fuse for sponsoring today's episode of Developer T. Fuse is an all-in-one environment for Mac or, or PC. It's going to allow you to create and view what you are creating, your mobile application. It's a brand new way of doing mobile application development that improves, uh, vastly improves on the ecosystem for mobile developers. Thank you again to Fuse for sponsoring. Head over to fusetools.com plans. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you consider yourself a driven developer, if you believe that your work is more important than just a transaction with your employer, that you actually can have an impact on the people who use the things you built. You actually care about your coworkers, you care about your clients, or you care about doing good work for the company that you work for. Then I want you to subscribe to the show. You are the people that I'm targeting with this show. And if you aren't one of those people, then that's okay. Uh, you don't have to stick around. Uh, the show is probably not going to be well suited for you, but I definitely want to connect with those of you who have that underlying sense of purpose in the work that you do. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, enjoy your tea.